Number three is black beans. A half a cup of bl cooked black beans has 60 milligrams. I do like black beans, I will say. You know, I don't like them. Uh, certain applications I like them, others I don't. Well, did you know that also black beans are some of the easier beans to actually digest? And yes, you can sing in the song in your head. Everybody can sing the song in their head. Did you know? We don't need to say Bean beans. <laughs> don't even. Don't you do it. But oh, <clears throat> I, I learned that beans, not all of them are equal. And... Chickpeas are one of the hardest to, di to digest, whereas like the white beans and black beans are much easier on the tum-tum. I can see that. So, yeah. What's the deal with chickpeas having two names? That's for another episode. Garbanzo beans or chickpeas? Which A lot of beans it? have two names. Well, I don't like it. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Uh, we have a very informative episode today, even though I think every episode is informative. Today, we're going to talk about a, I think, a, a certain mineral that has been popularized. Is it popularized? The right word? What are you making this um, noise for me, gesticulating at you? In my face. Your hands flying in my face. So I'm excited because we're going to talk about uh, magnesium. I think it's, it's been like very popular as of late, um, especially in the supplement world. Um, so we're going to dive into that, explore yeah, like a little bit more. It's almost like trendy. Like I'm starting to see it mm -hmm. becoming one of those things that gets Kinda slapped like on every single article and bottle and product mm -hmm. it's like it's got magnesium right behind maybe it's right the new vitamin d it kind i feel of, like vitamin d was so 2021 it was so 2000 like yeah 2020 2021 not saying it's not magnesium important now this is, is the, the new, new mineral the new hot one yeah so we're going to dive into see why it's important and if we really do need to start supplement with it with our opinions based on our research to date so but before we do that guys uh we want to thank you for tuning in this week um we have been going having the 300th episode giveaway has been underway uh since the 300th episode of course uh so that's <laughs> probably the last four or five weeks uh and we finally have a winner uh the winner of the 300th episode giveaway is drum roll please <laughs> Tyler Setter. Tyler Setter, brand new listener to the podcast. Not brand new, actually. Started listening pretty much right off when we started doing the, right around the 300th episode release um, and participated um, on uh, on Instagram on the ATF podcast. Um, he actually commented and said his the recent Health Reset episode that we did was one of his favorite episodes. Yes. So that was my idea. Yes, it was. I will. I will give you credit <laughs> for that. Um, so, uh, congratulations, Tyler. You get a slew of gifts. Some of our favorite things: collagen mini bands, uh, coffee from uh, Beastmasters Coffee and the uh, the Hemp Exchange, um, or the Coffee Exchange, and of course, La Jennings' book, uh, the MMA his world history. 
So I'm really uh, excited to get that um, and give out that package to Tyler. Maybe he will send us a photo with all of his loot. Yes, I think he will. And we can post it on the Instagram page. Mm -hmm. You guys should definitely check out that Instagram because trying to post stories every, uh, you know, uh, occasionally, especially just had a very interested interview this past week so you guys can uh uh check that out so Mm -hmm. make sure you follow the uh the the atf podcast instagram for updates about future episodes yeah sneak peeks behind the scenes all Mm -hmm. the good stuff Mm -hmm. and just like tyler was able to win this year this 300th episode giveaway uh you can guys can help us out by uh leaving the rating and review at apple Podcasts and share the podcast with a friend so, training recaps. How was your training recap this week? Well, I will say I wish it was the week before because the week before, like the two weeks, both weeks, I kicked butt. This mm-hmm. week, this past week, kicked your life butt. kicked my butt. Ah. So, uh, it was not. It was not much. It was. It was a victory just getting up and going on a few of the days. Um, there was at least two nights where I got only about five, four to five hours of sleep. Uh, not pleasant thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was not fun. So I think I got about two workouts in probably were probably both between 10 and 15 minutes. I don't even know if you can call them workouts. Uh, and I walked around a festival today, though. You did? Which I didn't wear my watch, which was really stupid, because I could have actually found out how far I walked, but I feel like I covered a little bit of ground. So if that counted, then maybe that's that's okay. But yeah, it was not a strong week of movement for me, unfortunately. Right. Well, like you said, uh, maybe it kind of ties into what we're talking about in today's episode. Uh, maybe you were lacking super certain supplement, mm. possibly because of the period of time you were in. Say that pun intended. Okay, so my training recap includes uh, kettlebell workouts, uh, peloton cycles, uh, some body weight workouts. I was feeling I had this unusual pain in the arch of my foot. This week, this is old man stuff, I feel like. I don't know why. Maybe I was compensating or something happened, but um, some kind of, especially waking up in the middle of the morning, or waking up in the morning, it was hard to put really a ton of pressure on my foot. So um, I kind of nixed the uh, lower body exercises for a little while and did a lot of upper body this week. So my weight training consists of a lot of upper body um, towards the end of the week, I started feeling better, so I think I got some squats in and some hinges and some deadlifts and some bridges. So, um, yes, so this uh, this week was uh, a good week for training. It felt good to get back, got back in the sauna this week also. Um, so, and I love, and I'm just really throwing those hands out towards Shannon right now. She appreciates it. All right, so good week of training for me. I know Shannon's going to get back to that good week of training. Like I said, prior to this week, she was all over it. I will attest to that. <laughs> okay? All right, it's so. not just me. It's not just me. The main topic of this week's episode is magnesium. Like Shannon said, I feel like it's becoming very popular as of late. 
Um, a lot of articles saying uh, that it, it's a new, you need magnesium. Yeah. You have a finger pointing at you, like the Uncle Sam picture, if anybody remembers you, that. So, but <clears throat> is it true? Do Americans need magnesium? Or non-Americans. Or, yes, do people. <laughs> do <need> humans. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, I say Americans specifically because I've seen different, a couple different articles we looked up saying that anywhere from two-thirds to three-quarters of Americans are deficient in magnesium. Yeah, some studies say it's the second most common deficiency. Did they nutrient, say which one's the first? Nutrient de- deficiency. Did they ever mention what the first is? Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm thinking maybe vitamin D? I don't know. That's just off my top of my head right now. I don't know. Anyways. I read many articles, and I don't even know mm-hmm. where that that one is. That's okay. I know, I just put you on the spot right there. But I know iron, maybe iron's up there too. They always say iron's up there, especially for females. Um, So, anywho, why is magnesium important? Well, it turns out that magnesium is is basically a contributor to almost like nearly, one article says, nearly 300 different bodily functions. Um, this one, let's see what it says. I want to make sure I get it right. Yes. Uh, magnesium is involved in over 300 metabolic reactions that are essential to human health, including energy production, blood pressure regulation, nerve signal transmission, and muscle contraction. Yes. In fact, every cell in your body actually needs magnesium mm. to function. Mm-hmm. So why... Do we need magnesium? Obviously, we talked about the 300 bodily functions, but if we're maybe I'll pose it this way: if we don't have a ma- uh, if we don't have enough magnesium, what kind of health problems can someone experience if they are magnesium deficient? Well, uh, you might have trouble falling asleep. Uh huh. You might be having extra bad menstrual cramps. Hmm. Um. There are quite a few things that that it's tied to. Yeah, so either one, the couple of things I've seen in the articles is type 2 diabetes. If you're magnesium deficient, apparently you can much more likely to have type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Yeah, it's also magnesium is one of the like, like think of it like a helper for uh-huh. calcium absorption. So you need to have magnesium and vitamin D in order to absorb calcium. So strong bones, which we all know what happens when you don't have strong bones, magnesium is pretty critical for that. Mm -hmm. So if you are facing like osteoporosis and things like that, or you have a a history of that in your family, um, making sure you don't have a magnesium deficiency is going to be important. Mm -hmm. So how do we get magnesium? <clears throat> I think probably uh, from what the articles we've seen is that the main way we get magnesium is through our diet. Yes. So, you know, a lot of these articles say, you know, if you have, uh, you know, enough dietary intake of magnesium sources, you should be sufficient in magnesium. But it's interesting. One article I just saw that said that the actual magnesium content in some foods has gone down since 1950. Yeah, we can thank a lot of that for the refined flours, oils, and sugar because of all the processing that our food goes through. 
Hmm, interesting. But Part the, of that. Yeah, but also I think they were talking about like, and, and not only that, but the soil quality, which we've talked about before. Yeah. You know, in the U.S. for the over farming or the industrial farming has really, the soil quality has diminished. And when you think about soil, you think, I mean, minerals and things like that. And, of course, magnesium being a mineral. So it makes sense that that has been lacking. But with that said, what dietary sources are the highest for magnesium? Well, I'll tell you number one. (laughs) According to the Well and Good article, number one is almonds. One ounce of roasted almonds has 80 milligrams of magnesium. Nearly 20% of your magnesium for the day. To uh, put that uh, put that pin in it to emphasize how much it is. So, well, and I think it's like somewhere between like three hundred and twenty or three hundred and thirty mm-hmm. milligrams a day is how many you need. Yep. Yeah. For for women mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Four hundred to four twenty-ish to for men. Yep. Yeah, so like you said, exactly right. So men require a little bit more of the daily, uh, recommended daily amount. Um, but like you said, so you can put, uh, so almonds, 80 milligrams. So for women, that's 20% or 25% or 25% for women, but about 20% for males. So number two, one that we eat a lot in this house is? Spinach. That's right. So a half a cup of cooked spinach with, this is what I need to know. Is it? A half a cup, so it's a half a cup of cooked, right? Yeah. So, so that means about three of pounds of raw, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> you know how much, yeah, you it, know how much spinach goes into a half a cup spinach of Spinach may be the worst. You could buy a tub of spinach, and when you cook it down, you have maybe enough servings maybe for cup. three people. Maybe. But yes, a half a cup of spinach contains 78 milligrams of magnesium. And let's be serious, I think spinach has a lot of other nutrients in it too. So it makes oh, it yeah. uh, uh, added benefit to add it to your it diet, not just for magnesium. Iron and mm-hmm. um, it's a dark leafy green. So That's it's right. got chlorophyll. Doesn't it, doesn't uh, it have. Uh, my brain is like one of, the, one of the really big C ones. Not calcium, not chlorine. I think it might be. It's a dark Choline. leafy green. Uh huh. But well, it's got yes, fiber for sure. It's got it's got loads of things. Uh huh. Basically, just eat spinach. I mean, yep. Don't and num- that. number three is black beans. A half a cup of bl- cooked black beans has sixty milligrams. I do like black beans. I will say, you know, I don't like them. Uh, certain applications, I like them. Others, I don't. Well, did you know that also black beans are some of the easier beans? To actually digest. And yes, you can sing the song in your head. Everybody can sing the song in their head. Did you know? We don't need to say it Bean beans. The magical Don't even. Don't you do it. But oh, <clears throat> I, I learned that beans, not all of them are equal. And chickpeas are one of the hardest to, di- to digest. Whereas like the white beans and black beans are much easier on the tum-tum. I can see that. So, yeah. What's the deal with chickpeas having two names? That's for another episode. 
Garbanzo beans or chickpeas? Which a lot one of beans it? have two names. Well, I don't like it. I, what about black beans? They got two, one name, for all I know. Anyways, I'm, I'm There's other beans going out on the tangent. One. Okay. Tangent. Yes. Number four. Focus. Yep. Number four, farmed salmon. I don't know why it's farmed, but three yeah. ounces of cooked farmed salmon contains 26 milligrams of magnesium. 90% of Americans don't consume the recommended 8 to 12 ounces of seafood each week. Farm salmon packs heart-healthy omega-3s. Magnesium is considered a best choice for pregnant women and children, so it's safe for the whole family. I, we can attest that Ella loves salmon. She does we fresh don't, salmon. Yeah, we don't get farmed. There are some good farmed options out now. One thing that's really, and this was kind of my background, is that seafood farming essentially agriculture is there are some good places that do it some other countries don't do it very well or i should say do, do it very well they don't have as much regulations as maybe united states and other countries um but there are some good farmed options out there check out whole foods for sure if you want to know that because they have some good uh they, they label their food about uh, responsibly farmed seafood but never divulging another tangent sorry what to do? Um, number five is milk. Milk contains 25 to 26 milligrams of calcium per cup. So I'm guessing this is just regular old dairy milk. Yep. Yep. So those are the top five. I don't know if do you do you see any more. I know we saw yeah. a ton of articles with different options. Yeah. So kind of like broader categories to give you a few more options than just those five things. Dark leafy greens, mm -hmm. so like spinach, but also chard, kale, um, nuts, almonds for sure, but also cashews and walnuts. Mm -hmm. All three of those we have in our house, I'm very happy to say. And seeds. Seeds are a great source of magnesium. Um, pumpkin, chia, and hemp specifically. Mm -hmm. I think flax also has some. Um, whole grains like quinoa, oatmeal, whole wheat bread, legumes we talked about, uh, fish, salmon for sure, but also halibut and mackerel, avocados, mm, and here's one I'm particularly happy about, dark chocolate nice. with at least 72% yep. cacao. I do remember that. So that's a... That's a big one. We definitely have past episodes where we actually analyze the health benefits of dark chocolate. So yes. you guys go back addicted to fitness.lipson.com to find that out. Just put dark chocolate in the search bar and you'll see. We did a couple episodes that involved chocolate. So um, I think a good outline of what magnesium does for us, what's it involved, if you're deficient in it, what kind of health conditions you could be subjected to, uh, what foods are high in magnesium and how you can add more of those to your diet to not be deficient. But if still you are deficient, and certain people have health conditions that just make them let, you know more deficient in magnesium, um, supplements are an option. And like Shannon and I said in the beginning of this, Magnesium supplements seem to be very popular nowadays. Yeah. So I know Shannon has one. She has her bottle right yeah. here. I've actually been taking one. 
um, in my uh, my daily um, what's it called? What's the one I use? The the care of oh care of package. <laughs> I, was like, I forgot. What? So yeah, so I think mine is a magnesium citrate, which is one of the commonly we actually looked up another article. It's one of the most common uh, supplement forms of it is magnesium citrate. Um, basically, it's one of the most bioly, uh, bioavailable ones, too, so your body easily absorbs it. And they say it's uh, basically taken to le- uh, raise magnesium levels in your body. Um, there is some uh, <laughs> research that says it has a natural laxative effect. So sometimes nice. higher doses can treat constipation, but that's not why I take it. Um, once more, occasionally marked it as a calming agent to help relieve symptoms associated with depression, anxiety, but more research is needed for those uses. So I believe my supplement is supposed to help with uh, sleep, you know, kind of calm you to help you go to sleep at night. Yeah, mine has says muscle relaxation and healthy sleep support mm-hmm. on it. Mine is not that, though. Magnesium. Yeah, yours has got some, a My long name. Go for it. Magnesium lysinate glyconate. Glycinate. Nice. Um, and it's 100% chelated. Oh, so I did a lot chelated. of research. <laughs> I chelated. Yeah. I did a lot of research on what we're going to be I took mine because I was having horribly, horribly painful cramps, menstrual cramps, to the point where I can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Like, so bad, they're debilitating. And I get them for like two days, and mm-hmm. it's a hellish two days each month. So through some testing, um, some some muscle testing, some... Uh, it was found that I was deficient in magnesium. And I looked up so many different types. I looked up the best, you know, the top rated on Amazon, the top rated on doctor by doctors, all these different things. Ironically, the name of this one is called Doctor's Best. And it is one of those very highly rated. Um, it is supposed to be like more quickly it's a high absorption Mm -hmm. blend or formula or whatever and it's also a nice easy to swallow kind of little capsule veggie cap thing um so it's a really good quality too you can pay very little money for magnesium supplements or you can spend up to like 60 to 80 dollars a bottle it's it varies quite a bit um so yeah do your homework ask your doctor like know what you're looking for and we're not going to get super deep into the different types of supplements these are just ones that we're taking um i will say that i do think for a few for a few reasons i do feel like this helps yeah I've been taking it now for a couple months, and um, I do also think it's in my multivitamin, my ritual. Okay. Also has magnesium in it as well, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> like covering all my bases. You're pretty 
not deficient. You're pretty yeah. sufficient. Um, yes, I think so. But I will say that it was not the cure to my cramps, my menstrual cramps. Yeah. It's not. There's other things. I have hormone imbalances and things as well. But I do think it took like it took an edge off. Uh huh. And I don't. I feel like it's helped my muscle, um, like recovery a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like you said, the kind of the, that one I remember re- looking up just as some research suggests it could have the calming effect and help with sleep regulation. So yeah. Excellent. Lucky for us folks, we're going to have a magnesium expert on in a few weeks. So we're going to dive back into this and you're going to get some more details, probably more, maybe even more than you actually wanted. So, but <laughs> uh, we're excited for that. We'll tease that next week a little bit more on next week's episode. But before we do that, we got to, or before we get to next week's episode, but <laughs> yeah. we're not over with this week's episode because we got to tell you what's got us pumped. Yes. So I would like you to go first. To let us know, what has you pumped? Well, and I need to start writing these things down more during the weeks because I I try a lot of different things for the pod. I do it for the pod sometimes, but I also just like looking for things that can maybe be like health hacks or, um, you know, just things that are going to make my life a little easier. And I kept getting this ad for this one sleep app, and it's called Rise Sleep. And it is um, it is a app that tracks your sleep. You can use your cell phone. You can use a watch. You can use, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But it basically it tells you if you're getting enough sleep, it measures out like what your specific, like you, Nick, me, Shannon, uh-huh. different sleep needs. It measures out that sleep need based off of like when you actually do sleep in on an average basis, how much do you sleep in? And, you know, how much sleep do you get on average night? And it kind of pull, pulls it all together and says, okay this is probably closer to what you actually need. Like you, this is what your body tends to want. And then it looks at your energy kind of flows over the course of the day, how it rises and falls. It puts together this thing called the sleep debt. So it tells you for two weeks at a time, it tells you how much sleep you are lagging. And their research and their studies, they have tons of information about how, yes, there's different, you know, uh, levels of sleep that you can reach, but that's not actually the most crucial thing for you. It's actually if you're getting enough sleep for yourself and if you're working within a certain sleep debt range. So sleep debt is going to be like the number of hours you missed from how much you actually need on an Mm -hmm. average basis. So there were parts of this week where I was like four hours into my sleep debt, which is getting towards bad, bad areas. And then it starts 
to track it if you actually start kind of getting to bed a little bit earlier if you wake up a little bit later whatever it is it'll track like what your sleep debt is mm. and then it sort of anticipates what your energy patterns are going to look like over the course of the day and when you're going to be most prime for like peak activities when you're going to be in your like dip or like you're going to hit your afternoon wall and then it gives you little options and reminders to say, okay, well, your dip is coming up at 1.30 or 2 o'clock. You should probably try to go outside and take a little walk around now. Mm, interesting. Um, it also gives you tips in order to get to bed. And you're like, I don't get to bed as early as I should. But it says things like avoid late meals. And it, you can put a reminder in here so that you have like a, a little thing that pops up and says don't eat really big meals late um and they give you a range for your bedtime because that's your they call it the melatonin window and it's actually a lot earlier than i thought it was it's like you know tells me i should go to sleep essentially like 8 30 that's not even possible with life but um it gives me like an hour window and says this is like your peak melatonin window when you should try to wind down and go to sleep nice so i it's just been interesting learning about the sleep debt and having having this all measured out and then having something sort of tracking where i stand um it's been helpful and it's nice to kind of see if I'm doing really good or if I'm doing really bad, if I'm entering dangerous territory, I might need to get to bed a little bit earlier one night. Now, this is one of those sneaky apps, though, where if you do the trial, it's like a week trial. It's not a full week. It's only like six days and they immediately charge you and they charge you not their cheapest plan. They charge you their most expensive so I would say if you're going to take advantage of it, try it, but put a reminder on your phone. And if you are not really digging it, then make sure you opt out early because it's coming for you otherwise. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, crap, yeah. which I'm not going to lie. It was definitely me. Well, but well. Uh, now I have it for a year. <laughs> there you go. But it, you. It's very interesting. All right. That's pretty cool. Um, not the whole year subscription, but sounds cool. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. It's going to have to be cool. Yeah, exactly. But it, it has been actually really interesting. Good. So what I'm pumped for is that we finally got our sauna bags. So you guys way back around my birthday time, we did the infrared sauna blanket review for the gift Shannon gave me. And basically... We got Nick all hot and bothered. Yes. Episode. I had to wear uh, sweats, though, inside. <laughs> Cat really making, a, make an appearance, apparently. Anywho, so we had, I had to wear sweats inside of the bag. They said you couldn't go in there with skin contact with the bag. So they were like, oh, you can buy these bamboo cotton sleeping bags to go inside of them cool um but they were back ordered for essentially eight weeks um well they just finally arrived yeah about eight weeks yeah um so but they finally arrived so finally got to use them inside the sauna bag both shannon and i 
Not at so, the same time, but no, like, well, that's separately. to come. That episode will be coming up soon. Anywho, That'll be uh, so small bag. Uh, but then yes, uh, much more comfortable in your birthday suit and the inside the bag uh, than trying to wear sweats. So um, I think I just got to crank mine up, keep it on eleven right with the start out to get my sweat. You know, I've conditioned myself a little bit with the sauna at the gym. So I know you broke a good sweat in today. Yeah, right. I did, and I was in there for like 40 minutes. Yeah, I think I need to go longer and just start it at the top level. So, and uh, just to get a little bit more. I started at the top, sweat. and now I'm here. Yep. So, I'm excited <laughs> about that. I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped that you guys are listening. I'm pumped that we had a winner for the 300th episode giveaway. And I'm pumped that we're going to have uh, a really interesting interview coming up in uh, a few weeks. So, thanks for listening. Keep the ratings and reviews coming, guys, and keep sharing the podcast with a friend. Do you got anything else with Forum tonight? Nope. Check us out on Instagram if uh, if you guys haven't already. The ATF Podcast. Correcto mundo. This has been another edition of the ATF Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things addicted to fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF podcast and like and follow the addicted to fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.